Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. And today we have an extra special show for you. It's just you and me today, no guest. And we're going to be talking about some interesting stuff. Um, Definitely plenty of time for you to call in and ask your questions. So please feel free to use the call-in number, 877-480-4120, throughout the show, whenever you would like to call in and ask questions of me, your conscious consultant. But of course, regardless of whether they're guests or not, We always have our quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham for you. So let's get started and see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First, from the universe. From where you sit right now, reading this message, you are held and supported by energies unimaginable. All commanded by you and your choice to think big or small, rich or poor, Confident or afraid, easy or hard, fun or boring, play or work, here or there, now or then, fast or slow, ice or no ice, your call. Love you, the universe. (laughs) Uh, We love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. I guess just kind of reminding us that we're always supported and that really um, our choice is really up to us and where we choose to think. Do we think big, expansive, out uh, bodacious thoughts or do we think small, contractive, fearful thoughts? Are we thinking abundant, flowing, uh, wealthy, prosperous thoughts or are we thinking lack? Are we thinking limitation? Are we thinking how poor? Are we thinking about what we don't have? You know, are we thinking about how easy and fun and joyful and playful things are? Or are we thinking about how hard and 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 boring and, and stressful and awful things are? The choice is always yours. The choice is always ours. We can always choose to 
think a different way. You know, I always like to say, you know, we have this illusion of control that we actually have none of except for the three inches between our ears or six inches between our ears. Depends how big your head is. Um, but, uh, you know, the life happens. Life happens. We have no control over what happens in life. But we do have complete control over how we decide to respond to it, over what we choose to make of it, over the meaning we wish to put to it. All of that we choose ourselves. So I hope this is the universe chiding us on to remind us to choose big, bodacious, amazing, beautiful, happy, joyful, elated outrageous thoughts so wonderful actually very apropos for what we're going to talk about today thinking differently and let's see what abraham has in store for us for every pleasing thing there is an unpleasing counterpart for within every particle of the universe is that which is wanted as well as the lack of that which is wanted when you focus upon an unwanted aspect of something in an effort to push it away from you, it only comes closer because you get what you give your attention to, whether it is something that you want or not. It is up to you to focus upon and attract what is wanted. Abraham. So two quotes from two very different sources, well, not very different, but from two different sources saying essentially the same thing. It's amazing how these things are so in alignment that, you know, in every aspect of the universe, there are two essences. The essence of the having of that thing and the essence of the not having of that thing. And so it's really up to us to decide what are we choosing to focus on, right? Are we choosing to focus in the lack of, of whatever we have, be it money, relationships, health, uh, abundance, prosperity, whatever it is that you desire, freedom, uh, are you focusing upon the aspect of it that you don't have or are you focusing upon the aspect of it that you have or that you want? You know, someone once described it to me this way, that the universe responds to images, not really words. So if we hold an image in our mind, like we hold an image of health, what kind of image does that um, uh, ignite within you? You know, a strong body, tone, healthy, fit, you know, looking good, uh, youthful. But if we talk about disease, what kind of image does that conjure up? Well, disease, someone may be lying in a hospital bed, you know, looking very pale, not strong, you know, kind of almost wasting away. So if those are the two images, so if you say, look, I don't want to be sick, what image does that conjure to the universe, right? The, the, it's like a big not sign and then that image of the person wasting away in the hospital bed. Well, this universe doesn't see the big not sign. It only sees the image of somebody being sick. So, and I see our computers agree with us. And, and so when you are in, when you are making your intentions, when you're, when you're visualizing stuff, when you're using your language 
The universe doesn't hear the word not. It doesn't hear the word don't want. It, it, it only sees the image. So it's what is the focus of that image? If the focus is being sick because you don't want to be sick, you're sending out an image of being sick. If you're saying, I don't want to be poor, you're sending out an image of being poor. This is very important. This is why with all of the clients that I work with, with everybody who I work with, that I'm very strict with language. And I always tell people, you always want to state it in the positive. You always want to state things from the point of view of of what it is that you want as if you already have it. So it's not about saying, oh, I don't want to be poor. I don't want to be sick. I don't want to be lonely. I don't want to be by myself. I don't want to, you know, be surrounded by, you know, concrete and glass. No, it's what do you want? I want lots of loving friends around me. I want to be healthy and strong and vibrant. I want to be prosperous in the flow and really, uh, you know, going out there and, and, and just feel feeling uh, like I'm on top of the world. Like those are the kinds of images you want to conjure. And that's really what the universe and Abraham is saying here is that more than our words, more than our intentions, it's the imagery that we use. And that imagery comes out in our language and our thoughts. So when when there's something out there that you don't want, that you don't desire. You want to look around and say, hey, don't focus on what you don't want. You want to focus on the things that you do want. You want to focus on having the thing that you feel you're lacking. Don't focus on the lack. Focus on the having. And by doing that, you're activating that image. And that's what the universe responds to. That's what the universe sees. That's what your own mind sees. I mean, even if you pay attention to your own internal mechanisms of when you talk and when you say things, what images in your mind's eye does that conjure up? So you always... Oops, lost our Facebook live stream there. So you always want to... uh, you always want to focus on those things that we want. And what I want right now is to get the Facebook live stream working again. So I'm just going to go live right on Talking Alternative. Go live. Um, so these are the things that you want to focus on. You want to focus on the positive. You want to focus on what it is that you want. I really don't even want to say positive because I I, I have a hard time with this idea of positive and negative. They're just different choices. And it's really more about focusing in on what it is you want to manifest in your life and in the world. You want to focus on what it is you want to create on what it is that you want to see. Because everything is a thought, is an intention, is an energy first. And it's when we hold that thought, that intention, that energy in our, in our mind's eye, in our, in our heart over and over and over and over again that eventually the physical world catches up with that. 
You know, th- this is why, you know, they've found a direct correlation in the medical industry from disease to the emotions that we hold. That's why almost inevitably, if you know somebody who's got a lot of anger and holds on to a lot of anger, more than likely, I'm sorry to say, they're going to develop cancer. Because cancer is the energy of anger made manifest in physical reality. So what's the best way to avoid that? It's to see yourself as a happy, vibrant, joyful being. And just every day, whether you feel that way or not, is completely besides the point. It's about where are you going, right? You, you, you can't run a, race looking, running a, run a race by looking behind you. You can't steer a ship by looking at where you've been. You have to look at where you're going. Where do you want to go? Where are you steering your ship? That's what's important. It's not important where you are right now. Right? If you just look straight down at the ground, you see your feet and you see the ground. Can you move forward? No. I mean, you can, but you're more than likely going to trip on something. So how do you move forward the most effectively? You move forward by looking forward. And as a matter of fact, when they teach you how to steer racing cars, you steer in the direction that you're looking. You know, anybody who drives a lot, I'm sure you've noticed that, like, if you're on a highway and you're driving for a long period of time, and and if your eyes drift to the left or drift to the right, the steering wheel magically starts turning in that direction and you start veering off the road and then you have to correct and go back. Because our... Even our physical bodies, they move in the direction in which we're looking. It's true of our physical body. It's true of our mental body. It's true of our emotional body. It's true of our thoughts. Where are you looking? Where have you pointed your energy? That is the direction in which we move. That is the direction in which we manifest. So, two wonderful quotes of the day very much in alignment and very much uh, feeds into what we're going to talk about today, which is something I call Synthesis Prime, which is about synthesizing and aligning our prime archetypes within us. And we're going to get into all of that right after these messages. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. to connect with. Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Follow Me Friday Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're We're your digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! (laughs) (laughs) Talking Alternative Radio. 24 hours a day.
And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Thank you all for joining me today, just me in the studio talking with you. So please feel free to call in and share your ideas, your thoughts, your questions, 877-480-4120. Or if you happen to catch me on the Facebook live stream, you can go to facebook.com slash talking alternative. There's the live stream video. You can see it. You can post your comments and I will read your comments and answer them, of course. So hopefully you see, I also just shared it on my personal uh, uh, timeline. So hopefully more people will come in and join the conversation. So we're talking about Synthesis Prime. What is Synthesis Prime? Well, first let's talk about the prime part. The prime part is about our prime archetypes that are active within our psyches. What are the prime archetypes? There are two of them. And the prime archetypes are those relationships that we form at the youngest of ages, when we're just babies. And those are the archetypes of the father, the paternal archetype, and the mother, the maternal archetype. So usually it's the maternal archetype that is formed first in our psyches because when we're born as little kids, it's the mother that's usually taking care of us first. It's the mother that feeds us, clothes us, holds us, um, and, and takes care of all of our bodily functions for us when we're little babies. So, the maternal archetype. Let's start there. And then we'll get into the paternal archetype and then we'll talk about um, how we synthesize them. So, the maternal archetype. What is the maternal archetype? Think about the archetypal mother. Some people call it the divine feminine. It's that uh, part, that characteristic that women in our society are uh, are imbued with now again these are archetypes these aren't actual physical people and these are also very cultural so what might be a a maternal archetype in one culture could be different in another culture i'm going to speak primarily from a western person brought up in the united states that's what i know Um, uh, But when you think about the mother, what is the mother? The mother is maternal, is is nurturing, is supportive, um, and is, uh, some people like to say passive, I would say more receiving. The mother is a great receiver. Um, Mothers also tend to be very intuitive. And uh, mothers are all about relationships. And so from the earliest, earliest of time in our lives, we learn about relationships from the mother archetype. Now, keep in mind that if there's some tragedy and the mother dies in childbirth and the father has to rear the child on his own, then the father actually will take on the characteristics of both archetypes. And if it's not the father, maybe the child gets sent away and is raised by the grandparents or an aunt or an uncle or an older sibling. It's not important who the actual person is. It's the relationship. It's, It's who holds that presence in our lives when we're children so the mother is where we learn all about relationships because the mother is the first relationship we ever have in our life when we are born we are directly connected to our mothers that is our first and primary relationship and that relationship 
is our model, is our, I mean, archetype is our blueprint for how we relate to every other human being in the world. Now, for some people, that's great news. For other people listening, you're probably in tears right now. For other people, you're telling me, Sam, you're crazy. There's no way that can be true. Unfortunately, it is in some way. Now, this is not to say that we do not grow and develop and things, you know, change a little bit. But we're talking about our core beliefs. Our core patterning happens with our primary relationship, which is to the mother. And that dictates how we relate to other people. It dictates whether they're friends, family members, co-workers, partners, spouses, intimate partners, those that whole category of relationships in 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 Jungian terms is ruled by or is is a blueprint on top of our relationship with the archetypal mother. And so if you look at your life and if you look at how you relate to other people, if you look at your relationship to relationships, right? What do you think about relationships? What do relationships mean to you? A lot of that patterning all comes from the relationship to the mother figure when we were little children. Now, the good news is that regardless of whether your mother is still alive or not, regardless of whether you had a great relationship or a lousy relationship, regardless of what that initial patterning was or is, we can change it. We can repattern it. We can realign it. We can, I don't want to say heal it, but we can reintegrate it into our psyche and allow it to be the way that we really want it to be. And again, this goes back to our quotes of the day today. It's what do we want, not what do we don't want. Yes, maybe the way you've related to other people throughout your entire life has not been the way that you've wanted it to be. That first level of awareness and consciousness is exactly what we need to shift and change. So being aware that this is what it has been can now activate within us. How do we want it to be? Now, again, because these are very primal core patternings that are within us, are they going to change overnight? They can not very likely. It depends how malleable uh, a, a psyche you are. It's going to take some effort. It's going to take some work. And you want to, in repatterning it and changing this, you really want to engage all of your senses. What does that mean? That means first you want to visualize what do ideal relationships look like to you, starting with your relationship with the mother archetype. And it can be with your actual mother. It can be with the person who held that figure in your life. Or you can even just create an an image of an ideal mother figure in your mind's eye and visualize what does that relationship look like. 
How are you relating? What is the tone of voice? What is the, uh, you know, how does it physically look? Is it is it one that's affectionate or not affectionate? Is it one that's very respectful? Is it one that's more familiar? Is it one that... Um, you know, in, encourages and uplifts you, all right? So visualize first, not first, but that's one of the one of the senses we want to engage. Then you want to engage the mind and you want to write it out. Write long stories about this ideal relationship with your mother archetype, with this mother figure within us. You know, write out all kinds of scenarios, all kinds of stories. Maybe even take these incidences within your life that have happened to you that didn't go the way you wanted to with the mother figure and rewrite it the way you would have wanted it to go. You know, in your ideal world, how would the ideal mother have shown up, reacted and responded in that, in that situation? Write it all out. By writing it out, it activates many senses and it gets it more into the body. All right, and then and then we want to use the body more. Movement is very very important. So maybe you do some exercises and some affirmations while you're exercising to really get it into your body and visualize it. You know, maybe you go running or jogging or hiking, uh, connecting with nature and think about nature as sort of a symbol for mother earth and for the maternal archetype. Um, you know, go doing yoga, doing meditation and, and doing different kinds of walking meditations, active meditations, but get the body involved. And as you're moving the body more and more and more, visualize, create those affirmations and, and, and instill in the body what it is you want, not what actually was, but what it is that you want. And then finally, in the, the, the aspect of spirit, meditation, you know, meditating on these various relationships, uh, th- these various things that have happened, the energies. What does, what does even the image of a mother call up inside of you? What are the emotions that you're feeling? And then transforming them. And uh, this is something that I've done at the Conscious Business Collective, a process um, for actually healing that relationship and, and not so much healing, let's say realigning, reconfiguring that pattern. And so if you're interested in, and you want um, that process, you just need to contact me at Sam at The Conscious Consultant and uh, I w- will be making those audios available in the near future. So we have this mother archetype. The amazing thing is, is that as we shift that relationship within us to the mother, to the mother archetype, almost inevitably, almost instantaneously, almost pervasively, we then see our relationships, all kinds of relationships in our lives start to shift. 
right? To, to our relationships with our friends, to relationships to our family, to if our parents are still alive, to our actual relationships to our parents, to the relationship to ourselves, the most important relationship. Because this is all inner work, and this is all work that is within us. It's not really about the other person. It's really about shifting and realigning and reconfiguring the relationship we have to different aspects of ourself. And when we make those shifts internally, then the external follows suit. Then, all of a sudden our relationships to the opposite sex or to our partners or to our spouses or to whoever we hold dear, near and dear to ourselves in our lives start to shift. And they shift, I don't want to say without effort, but they shift naturally. And yes, you know, we need to reinforce these shifts. We need to um, um, support those energies so that uh, they are something that, that we build upon and that we grow because that's what we want. So it does take a lot of focus to remind ourselves when we find ourselves slipping back into those old patterns, slipping back into those old ways of being that that's not what we want. This is what we do want. Want. This is how we want to show up. And, and even just like visualizing that, visualizing how do you show up in relationships that is now different than it was before it can be so, so, so important. So um, that is the mother archetype, the mother archetype which rules over our patterns around intimacy, relationships, all kinds of things. And let's face it, it's a very, very important archetype because we don't do anything completely alone. Everything we do, whether it's in our business, in our personal life, everything involves other people. And the more we're in alignment, the, war, the more we're at peace and the more we're tranquil with our relationship to the mother archetype within us, the more those relationships are peaceful and tranquil and are the way we would like them to be. All right. So next segment, we're going to talk about the father archetype, the paternal archetype, what that rules over and um, how that shows up in our life and what we can do to realign that. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. If you have an interest in marijuana, you want to know about marijuana, law, policy, and culture... Then feel free to join me, Joseph A. Bondi, every Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning on my show, In the Know 420 on TalkingAlternative.com. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? 
then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Robin Callie Show, Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. Today, it's just me and you guys and gals um, talking about Synthesis Prime, working on those primary archetypes within ourselves. And, uh, you know, just a special show, no guests, no nobody on the phone, nobody in the studio except me and you, my loyal listeners. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you for joining us on the Facebook live stream and uh, on talkradio.nyc. And I also just want to mention, like, if you're listening to this, whether you're listening to this live or are you listening to the podcast or the restream, um, if you want to know, like, what the upcoming topics is on the shows, please join our new newsletter there's a sign up form on the main page just go to talkradio.nyc and scroll down uh, put your name and email address in and get added to the newsletter so that this way you can be apprised of you know what are the latest uh topics for the shows coming up in the next couple of days and that week um we also put in uh local events that we feel are um or, or apropos for our audience and that you would, might be interested in. So it, it, it really helps us uh, if you join the newsletter and, and uh, uh, I hope you'll consider doing that. Okay, so uh, last segment we talked about the maternal archetype within us and the patterning that that rules over and what that goes around. So after the relationship with our mother, our primary relationship on the maternal archetype, the next relationship is with the father, the paternal archetype. And again, I'm going from a very Western point of view. Um, and so what does that archetype represent to us? Who is the father? The father is typically the disciplinarian. And the father is also seen in, in for centuries as the person who brings the kill home, the food home, the person who is responsible for feeding the family, which in modern times translates to earning the paycheck, making money, uh, taking care of the finances, things like that. And so because of that relationship, the patterning within our psyches is that the father archetype, the paternal archetype, rules over all kinds of things related to that. So that's all about money, success, business, career, finance, um, you know, sort of... uh, um, Survival, they both kind of share, but but around these sort of very physical things. So when you look at sort of your relationship to those aspects in your life, your relationship to money, your relationship to career, business, finance, there may be some similarities to your relationship to the 
father archetype within you or to your father or whoever held that position when you were a little child. You know, who, who was that father figure for you? For, for some single parent families, that the mother was both the mother and the father, or the father was both the mother and the father. It, it just depends. Whoever held that position for you. And so if we look at that relationship, you know, think about it. Was the father distant? You know, is your relationship to money and success distant? Was the father very involved, very encouraging? Uh, was the father figure um, brutal? Was the father figure domineering or was the father figure weak? You know, what was your relationship with the father figure? Was it a loving relationship? Was it a, was it a, a tense relationship? Was it a stressful relationship? It's amazing how many people who get really stressed over their jobs and over money, how their relationship with that father figure that there is some stress in that relationship. Now, again, keep in mind that like when I talk to the about these different qualities involved in a relationship, it doesn't mean that the entire relationship is just completely dominated by that quality but there are many qualities involved in relationships and and you know the quality might just even be a small piece of it um but it still has an effect it still um does something to us so uh, it doesn't mean like the whole relationship was stressful but if certain aspects of that relationship was stressful then certain aspects of our relationship to money success career finance business is going to be stressful you know, if, if you know, God forbid that, the, you know, the father or the father figure was abusive in the household, then how, then, then, you know, is your relationship to money abusive? Do you use money in abusive ways or do you think of money as abusive? You know, did, did you rebel against the way your parents were? So you rebel against these aspects. So maybe your father was very materialistic and, and very staunch, like there's money and there's nothing else, and you rebelled against that. So you went in the exact opposite direction, and you're just totally altruistic. You don't care about money. You're constantly giving money away. And so how is your relationship to money? Right? Either way, it, 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 it can be out of balance. And that's the real key thing here. You know, in talking about these relationships, the paternal and the maternal archetypes, it's about balance. It's about harmony. It's about bringing them together in a way that serves us. So let's just say your relationship to your father figure in your life was not so great wonderful that you recognize that again awareness is the first step to change now that you recognize that what do you want it to be right if you were to formulate the ideal father figure in your life what would he look like how would he have acted what would his voice sound like sit down and just in your mind's eye conjure up these visual images of maybe even episodes in times past. You know, who knows? Maybe when you were a little kid and your father was real stingy with your allowance. So for some reason, you're always struggling to get paid more money because, you, you know, you don't feel you're, you're getting paid what you're worth. What would it look like if your father gave you an appropriate allowance for you at that age? 
You know, was, was your father encouraging in school or was he always just expecting you to get better and better grades? Oh, you got a B minus. How come you didn't get a B or a B plus or an A or an A minus? You know, was your father one of those people who always like pushed you on to do better, but didn't really encourage you, just just kind of uh, criticized you for not doing better? Right. Do you feel critical of money? Do you feel critical of business and career in your career and of finance? Right. So how do we heal these different aspects? Well, it's always good to also take these aspects one at a time. Right. So maybe your relationship to money is okay, but somehow your relationship to the idea of having a job is not okay. So let's just focus on that. Or maybe you run your own business and the business does well, but somehow you don't have a lot of money in your pocket. You know, so let's look at these different aspects. Let's sit down, right? Visualize, come up with all the juicy details. I always like to say when we visualize something, you know, make it sexy, make it colorful, make it luscious, make it delicious. Engage those senses when you're visualizing. And then after we've taken all these sort of different aspects around money, career, finance, business, success, after visualizing it, let's put it down on paper. Let's make it physical. Write out the stories around it. Write out how you want the stories to be. What is your story around success for you? What does success look like for you? Again, success for you doesn't have to be success for anybody else. You don't have to be, uh, you know, uh, uh, a Branson or a Trump or or, or an Elon Musk. Uh, you know, uh, you, you know, maybe for you, success is being an amazing painter or maybe success for you is having amazing friends whatever it your definition is of success make it unique make it your own and just know what it is and write it out right write out all these stories you have around money around you know your father figure and the relationship to money and business and career Right. Once you've written out, let's come up with some positive affirmations and let's let's put those into our exercise routine. Go walking and 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 say those affirmations. You know, connect to your body in different ways and get it into your physical body. It's so so important. Our nervous system is physical, right? These patterns are in our bodies. They're not just in our minds. So it does take some effort. It does take you know, movement to move the energies. I mean, even our emotions, right? Uh, I've heard it said over and over again. What is emotion? Emotion is energy in motion. And it's when these emotions get stuck in our body, there's not movement, that's when we have trouble. So let's look at what are our emotions around money and business and career. And let's get that moving. And then let's engage spirit. Let's meditate on it. Let, let's, let's call upon our angels and spirit guides and, and teachers and whatever you believe in. You know, look, it doesn't matter. You don't have to follow my formula. You know, come up with your own. Actually, you come up with your own. It'll be more powerful for you. So whatever, whatever you believe in, if it's maybe it's just life or nature or, you know, you have this image of God, whatever it is for you, call upon that. Ask for its help and meditate on what are all these meanings we put behind it and what do we want 
What are the meanings we want to have behind it? What is the relationship we want to have to our jobs, to our careers, to our businesses? Is it one of overflowing abundance? Is it one of security? Is it one of um, maybe you don't want to be identified with your career or your business, but that's just something you do and who you are as a person is something different. Great. How does that look to you? You know, do you want to be famous, infamous, or do you want to be little known but have plenty of resources at your disposal? You know, maybe you don't want a big bank account, but you want freedom to travel the world and and just to live off the land or to find ways to make money that give you the freedom to make money wherever you're at. So maybe you want to create a virtual business and that's uh, where you want to have your primary relationship. Great. Just know what that is. And use all these tools, get all the senses involved, you know, the mind, the heart, the body, and the spirit, get them all involved. So this paternal archetype, the, the, the archetype that rules over money. Again, we, I've, I've done processes on this in the Conscious Business Collective. I've talked about it, and I've, I have some energetic processes. Those audios will be available. Just contact me, and I will let you know how to get them when they come out in the future. And now coming up in our final segment, all right, we've talked about the maternal archetype, the paternal archetype, synthesis prime synthesizing and aligning these two primary archetypes within our psyche so that we have a more enjoyable, happier, more fulfilled life. Coming up next. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. Hello, this is Mark Torres. And Pronto Comic Zone, Dominic Sperano. And listen to our show, It Came From the Radio, right here on talkradio.nyc. Every Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We talk about entertainment, movies, comic books, and other news. So make sure you check us out. That's right here, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, every Wednesday, talkradio.nyc.
And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon Eastern Time to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. I really want to thank everybody who's tuned in this hour, whether you're listening live or on the podcast or on the Facebook live stream. Um, This is one of those rare shows that you get me for the full hour instead of a guest. Um, So today we've been talking all about this... uh, I don't know, body of work that I'm developing called Synthesis Prime, which is all about healing our primary relationship, our relationships to our primary archetypes, the mother, the maternal archetype and the paternal archetype. So for the last few segments, we've been talking about what are the maternal and paternal archetypes? What do they rule over? What do they look like? How we can shift and change those relationships. Now, once we've realigned ourselves, once we've changed those relationships to our mother archetype, to our father archetype, there's still one more step that we need to do. Because the other thing that we absorb as infants, before we ever learn to speak, before we ever learn to do anything else, the other thing that we learn is the relationship to each other. How do the mother and father archetype relate to each other? This is a very, very important relationship because it's about how we relate to ourselves internally. What is it like when we relate to ourselves? So the synthesis prime part is how do you view the relationship of the mother and father archetype relationship to each other, right? Did the mother and father, again, symbolic, you could have two fathers, two mothers, who knows, you're just one, it uh, doesn't matter. What w- is the relationship look like to each other, right? Is the mother and father loving to each other? Are they antagonistic? Are they supportive? Are they not supportive? Are they critical of each other? And the interesting thing about this is we need both. Right? We're made up of both. We have both masculine and feminine. We have both mother and father within us. And the more that those sides of us are at war with each other, the more we are at war with ourselves. And the, and the less likely we are to find peace within ourselves. But when we bring these two archetypes together and bring them together in a loving, supportive uh, helpful, uh, joyful way, then the more loving, joyful, supportive we can be to ourselves. So what does that look like? Think of images of this, you know, archetypal mother figure, archetypal father figure in your life. What comes to mind for you? What is the energy or emotion around it? What do you want it to be? You know, what images do you have from the past that haunt you, that aren't the way you would have want them to be? And how would you reconfigure it? How would you repattern it? How would you change it so that when they come together, they come together in a way that is in alignment, that makes you feel good, that makes you feel whole? Are they holding hands? Are they looking at each other? Are they embracing? Are they just being present to each other? 
Are they allowing each other to be fully in their own aspect? Do they show deference to each other? Do they, do they show their concern? Do they show their support to each other? And if they do, what does that look like? And what meaning do we make from that? So often we make these meanings that actually have very little to do with reality. So if we're going to make a meaning from it, let's make the most empowering, the most joyful, the most uplifting meaning we can from this relationship. Right? So we feel, you know, we've done the work so far to feel in alignment and feel joyful about our relationship to the mother archetype. We, we've made, done the effort and we've made the effort to, to feel in alignment and feel joyful and supported by the father archetype. Now let's bring them together, the yin and the yang. You know, one of the things about the yin and yang symbol that a lot of people miss but is so, so important. And most teachers of Taoism and of, of, of Chinese medicine, they, they always emphasize this. That if you take a look at the yin-yang symbol, that black and white symbol, that in the white side, there's a little dot of black. And in the black side, there's a little dot of white. Which means that within the divine feminine there is an aspect of the divine masculine and within the divine masculine there's an aspect of the divine feminine and so when we bring these two aspects of ourselves together in alignment we're actually bringing together that essence that is within each of them together to make one whole and it's a dance Right with the yin and yang symbol, it's a dance that goes around, and and it twirls around, and it's never one is always dominant over the other. There are times when it's appropriate where we have to show up more in our paternal archetype, more in our masculine archetype, in certain situations. That that's just what's appropriate. And then there are others, especially in those situations around money, business, career, finance, etc. And then there are other times when it's more appropriate to show up in our, in more in our maternal archetype around relationships, around intimacy, around relating to each other, team building, things like that. So it's not that one is good and one is bad and one is strong and one is weak. No, they're different archetypes that rule over different aspects of our life. And actually, they rule over all the other archetypes that are within us. And I know there are like 12 primary archetypes. And underneath those 12 archetypes, there are even more archetypes. But they all distill down to the two primary ones, the mother and the father archetype, the masculine and feminine archetype. And so their relationship to each other, the king and queen, they both sit on the thrones together. They both play an important role, right? That's still why even today, even today, the first lady is a position of respect, even, or the first spouse, you know, one day we'll have a female president and she'll have a husband maybe, and and that husband will be the first husband instead of the first lady, but that position is also important, 
right? They support each other. They come together and they support each other. And as a united whole, they make the one circle that is the yin and yang. And that circle is infinite. And that circle is one of the strongest geometric figures. And those energies dance within us every single day. And so we harmonize and bring them together. And bringing them together does not make us androgynous. It does not mean that the masculine and the feminine are equal or the same. They're different. And that's beautiful because that gives us the variety and the spice of life. It's not about one being better or than another. It's about having access to them in a positive, empowering way that we can call upon the appropriate archetype for the appropriate situation in the appropriate manner. And what's appropriate for you and what's appropriate for me can be different. We're individuals. We're human beings. We're not carbon copy duplicates. So we visualize, we journal, we move, and we meditate on all of this. So come together with a visualization of the two, of the, the two archetypes together. Journal. What does it look like? What does that amazing relationship between the paternal and maternal archetype look together write it out get it in your body create those affirmations and then sit down and meditate on it Um, call upon those energies and see if you can feel the difference call upon the divine feminine versus the divine masculine at different times and see the difference in how it feels in your body and then call upon them together and call upon them to connect to each other, to support each other, to be in alignment with each other. Alignment does not mean being the same. Alignment means being appropriate for what is needed at that time. So that is Synthesis Prime. I really want to thank you all for staying with me this hour. Um, it's been fun. It's been great having you on with me and listening. And I am here for you to answer your questions, to work with you. Should you need more support, you can reach me here at the Double Diamond Wellness Center. Of course, our phone number at the Double Diamond Wellness Center is 212-721-8183. If you want to email me directly, you can email me at sam at the consciousconsultant.com coming up next week i have a wonderful uh, tibetan buddhist monk in town who's coming back on my show for the second time uh abe rinpoche um talking about the four truths and and just some really wonderful stuff around buddhism it'll be a great show coming up tomorrow we've got brand new shows from joseph bondi in the no 420 uh joan and priya doing a new show all about wonder woman and tony martinetti also with a brand new show so i hope you will join us tomorrow 11 a.m eastern time to 2 p.m eastern time on talkradio.nyc thank you all for listening we will talk to you next week
You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. want to connect with are you an entrepreneur or entrepreneur looking to build your following welcome to our show follow me friday, friday with joan and priya tune in every friday at noon eastern on talkradio.nyc we're, we're your digital, digital connectors, connectors. Woo <laughs> <laughs> Hey, all you crazy listeners, looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on talkingalternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Hi, this is Rob Kay. And I'm Callie Alpert. And we're hosts of The Rob and Callie Show. Are you looking for a show that talks about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself? Then you have come to the right place because we cover topics ranging from chivalry to gratitude to your relationship with money and everything in between. So listen to us on The Rob and Callie Show, Tuesdays, 8 to 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.myc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. <laughs> 